welcome to Astro Talks with Los Angeles-based professional astrologer, Astro Chris, your source for weekly astrology, spiritual talk, and moon magic. Your energetic support is much appreciated, and I thank you for your five-star rating. You are a star. Gracias. This week started up with such intense energy, at times very erratic and at times very inspiring, but definitely felt. I had a lot of my followers reach out to me and let me know how they've been doing with this energy. I've actually been feeling the intensity of it as well. And at points when my system calms down, I've been feeling the inspiration. And it's quite intense because you go from one point of the spectrum to another point, And it feels very ungrounding, very unsettling. Yet when you're in the side of the, the spectrum where you're getting a lot of beautiful messages and Um, inspiration then you forget of how you felt a few hours before when you were ungrounded and a nervous wreck so we have the most powerful lunar eclipse that we will experience this year and honestly I would like to say that this is one of the most powerful eclipse that I've had interpreted in my career. So we start off the week with the moon being in Aries and it's in a cardinal sign, a fiery cardinal sign. That means Mars is in charge of the beginning of the week because the moon is in that sign of Aries and Mars is a traditional ruler of Aries. So we start pretty fast pace and the agenda is new beginnings new beginnings we still don't know what though our agenda says that we're going to begin something new yet you don't know what that is yet and that surely comes about when we enter into that energy of the eclipse because this eclipse is the most busiest eclipse that i've had to interpret all last week we had Venus, the sun, the moon trigger the south node and the north node. So they conjunct the south node at 13 degrees in Scorpio. And at the same time, because the north node is exactly 180 degrees opposite of that, they also opposed it. Then after going through that uh, revelation, then they finished their conjunction with the south node by making an opposition to Uranus in Taurus. And last week, I discussed on how we were going to get more information, more revelations in regard to our destiny and how we can move forward and what we can do to leave things behind. And I really do hope that you got at least an epiphany, a vision, some information, or even in the form of a situation in which you discovered you kind of outgrown that situation or um, that thought process or way of thinking 
and now it's time to incorporate the lesson that you learned from that so you can evolve it and that's essentially what this axis is asking us to do scorpio likes to dig deep and reveal things that are hidden so they can become part of our awareness and then we deal with them within the realm of matter the realm of reality which is the reality of taurus so uranus being there has been revolution revolutionizing the archetype of taurus and on a personal level your chart wherever you have uranus transiting which would be in that sign of taurus whatever house that's enclosed within your chart that area of your life is being transformed it's being elevated it's being evolutionized it's also connecting to the collective but this is the collective intelligence this is the humanitarian aspect of humankind that wants to still continue to care for the world so we can continue to live on here past our years and leave this world in a better place so humankind can continue to strive not just humans but all living things on earth and currently we still have venus in scorpio we now have mercury in scorpio which was not in scorpio during the solar eclipse we still have the sun in scorpio and they're both being eclipsed they're also combust well venus is combust she was kazimi last time when we had the solar eclipse and now mercury is kazimi and this brings light at the end of the tunnel light at the end of this energy because it's very intense all the aspects that it's forming very super felt this is actually an eclipse that is going to change a lot of world events um so it's not just going to change our life in general it's also going to affect the collective because again uranus is the collective intelligence right so we're going to see a lot of changes there and those changes are going to impact us just how when we had the shutdowns um it's not something that we planned to do right we didn't shut down this the world ourselves that was something that was done for us and we had to experience it we had no control over it we had to experience it so um we're gonna see a lot of upheaval and we've seen seen this upheaval up to this point this is i feel like the culmination point where we're kind of seeing more of the side effects on an emotional level on a intuitive level on the direction that we're heading as a collective world events and i mean my heart breaks to hear topics of violence and war and um women's rights i mean i think the u.s has um also experienced um issues of women and their rights um especially their reproductive system and birth and pregnancies which is all the energy of scorpio and taurus is the woman so we are seeing that divide on how these topics are not uh, in agreement. but we also see way on the other side of the world 
a country that is being divided because women have no say. Women are not equal. Um, women have been abused and tortured and t- disrespected and not valued as um, as as humans, as part of society in that world, in that country, right? In that side of the world. So to hear these topics, um, I mean, this eclipse was definitely the eclipse to bring them up. And I feel that this is when we have to voice our opinions, but with action and really stand up for our truths and advocate for our truths, but in a way that we're using caution because, again, Mars is the ruler of the sun and is ruling Venus and ruling Mercury. Essentially, he's ruling the moon as well because Venus is ruling the moon and she is in Mars territory. So, and Mars being in Gemini retrograde, he's kind of erratic. So there will be some pushback. But if if you really sit down to write down your beliefs um, on a global scale and also on a more personal level, you can then have a perfect message and this message can be accepted easier because you took your time to craft it now everyone might not like it but um it doesn't matter i think all of us are going through this transit where people are going to voice their opinion and we're going to have our opinion about their opinions so it is what it is but just one thing to remember there is a saying here in the U.S. that the pin is mightier than the sword. So we are going to see social media write their side. And um, we already know that what they do tell us is highly convenient to them, to what they want to tell their people, right? So we have to use discern- discernment and um really see things from a intuitive perspective and an intellectual perspective at the same time and that's where the magic happens because it's really hard to have both of those sides connect and work together because when you're in following your intuition a lot of the logic shuts down vice versa when you're following logic the intuition shuts down but the middle planet here is Uranus. Uranus is the master of this. Uranus is also in mythology, the god that created our existence along with Gaia, Mother Earth. And the mythology explains how through the element of air, he was able to move matter on Earth and create an atmosphere, an environment where living things can survive and create life in general so these times right now are really connected with us thinking more broadly on humanity and what we're doing for humanity how we're contributing for humanity because the way that things had been going in the past, I want to say, a hundred years, we've been rapidly 
in growing in a momentum in a direction that is causing major destruction to the world to our seas to our air to our natural resources in general and on top of that we're also very disconnected with nature so it's not just that we are damaging the earth we are also not grounding enough we're not barefooted and connecting to the natural um, magnet magnetism of the of the earth right to recharge and um, also cleanse and protect our natural electrical flow so there's a lot of things that we've been doing one of the things that i've made a point of is grounding especially when i feel excess amount of energy in my body but the other one is watching the sky and this is not just at night this is um, being mindful of how the sun and the moon and the clouds are positioned and also how nature responds to these alignments because if you look at nature you'll see especially right here in the northern hemisphere we're entering fall season or we've entered fall season and the plants already are showing uh death right they're they're dying they're not as green and luscious they're um shedding their leaves and you also see this with the animals where they're getting ready for winter they're collecting abundance they're collecting what the earth has given to them as a gift and that's food so they can survive so they're grabbing you know ants they see ants everywhere they're grabbing and carrying whatever they can and they're putting it away in you know their nest so they can survive these cold months and continue to thrive so nature itself follows these rhythms of of the world and humans were very disconnected by that we're not really connected and it's not necessarily our fault it's because of the advancements in technology have disconnected us from just a simple way of living so this eclipse is going to bring a lot of revelations on a bigger scale and also on a smaller scale on how you're living your life really how it is that you're finding true deep connection to true deep passion true deep desire and how it is that you're expressing this out that matches with your value system that matches with the things that you want to acquire the possessions that you have that you feel define you so every person's gonna have a different area of their life that's going to be highlighted because of um, your ascendant so the fixed signs scorpio and taurus these signs are having the most major transformation if you have planets in those signs even if you don't have a sun or moon in those signs you're going to be impacted and you just have to incorporate the meaning of that planet so you can get more insight on how it's speaking to you how this is eclipse is speaking to you if you have um, planets in leo and aquarius the same thing is happening there because that's the square axis they're the sister axes to each other 
and they work together they're very fixed energy so even this eclipse in in this axis is very solid and determined but can also be stuck in its old ways because it's happening at 16 degrees of scorpio and this is a power degree where the energy of fixed modality is very strong it's determined to push through so it's not wanting to change or be flexible like the other modalities so we are going to see this double fixed energy because it's happening in scorpio it's affecting all the fixed signs like leo and aquarius and then it's also in a fixed degree which it's going to make make it much more harder for us to see what it is that the true message is for us but once you do get it it's going to be that much more meaningful because there was some work for you to manage through and interpret in order for you to see how individualized this communication of the eclipse is in your life to you what the real message was for you individually so the other signs that are going to feel a little bit more tension are the mutable signs because mars is in gemini so then we have the change right so mars is actually helping us with wanting to change um being more open to change but with a mix of being stuck in that fixed energy where when we want to change, we are kind of second guessing, double guessing, doubting and contemplating our path and just kind of getting all over the place. And that ends up also adding more to the anxiety that's being felt because Mars is ready to change and it's changing its mind a lot as well. So we're having gemini being affected by mars sagittarius pisces and virgo because mars aspects with a a rough aspect to those zodiac signs so just remind yourself that you do require flexibility but at the same time before you take actions of change you really need to know solidly where your direction is going so this eclipse is happening on the 8th of November, which is Tuesday, and it's at 3.02 p.m. The majority of the world would be able to witness the blood moon eclipse. Now, I don't advise that you witness it because it's very intense. If you are a professional astrologer, then typically back in the olden days, the astrologers were the only ones that would witness the eclipse with the purposes of collecting data and research, um, but they would advise everyone else to take care of not in caution to not witness the eclipse. Um, I use my discretion and I, I feel like these magical cosmic events are beautiful to witness, but at the same time, I believe in energy and when I see this much intense energy I'm also not naive to it so um, I'm not going to be watching or observing this eclipse because there's just so many things going on with it um, it actually forms an eclipse at the last degree or at the end of the via combusta which is a technique 
in Hellenistic astrology, medieval astrology, that stated the sun was through a fiery road. This is a very, very um, tragic set of degrees. And the reason why they say this is because there's some tough fixed stars along this via, along this lane, along this road. And the sun, when it travels through there, causes a lot of issues. So I just found that interesting that we are having the eclipse right at the end of the Via Combusta. The solar eclipse was actually right in the middle of the Via Combusta. So the sun's trip through that. And this just kind of shows how we are ending it. Like a lot of people are going to be finding an ending to something now the fixed modality is gonna struggle with that ending but it is for our better benefit because we do have mercury and venus that are um, being affected mercury is going to conjunct with a kazemi which is a reprogramming energy that's that light at the end of the tunnel that brings inspiration brings um clarity it communicates clearly and this uh, mercury season up until the next mercury kazimi is going to be quite intense this eclipse is going to have effects for quite some time until we have another sun mercury kazimi so let's get to the aspects of the eclipse this is a blood moon eclipse. This means the moon's going to turn red. And those moons are documented in astrology by astrologers to have the most destruction, most chaotic energy in their omens, in their meaning and signification. And then we add, you know, an opposition to Uranus from to the sun and then a conjunction of the moon to uranus and it, they're at the same degree they're not the same minute but it's still the same degree that opposition from the sun and the conjunction to the moon to uranus is just i mean i i think that's the most ungrounding of it but uranus does have a lot of good qualities like i said he is in mythology he is the one that created life along with Gaia so there are some good qualities but it's just very very advanced in its thinking it, it rules science it rules divine intelligence it rules astrologers <laughs> it also rules people that are more concerned about humanitarian tasks so and rebels and revolutions and yeah just upheavals of all sorts so there's some excellent qualities and there's some not so excellent qualities to it and we're seeing a lot of these technologies that are coming out i mean we're all for technology. I don't think any of us says, would say, like, let's just shut down the internet. Like, I think everyone knows that that's a good thing. But along with that technology came other technology where they're monitoring us. And that's when some of us, not all of us, but some of us have some reservations about that. And 
believe that that's invasion of our privacy so as you can see there's still a double-edged sword to something that we are not willing to negotiate and say we'll do with it and take it we don't need that because we know that based on our current experience we do need that technology but then there's also things that that technology is doing to animals how it's interrupting their natural natural connection to the world so i mean i for one am a fan of the internet but i do see how everything has a positive and a negative and that is something that's coming into our awareness with this sun opposition uranus and the moon conjunct to uranus there's going to be some changes in regards to the food industry because the moon in taurus rules food it looks like there's probably going to be more scientific efforts to incorporate within the food um this could be positive i mean i can see some organic farming come from this where they're using just a lot of tech in how they're um you know putting nutrients back into the land and things like that but it could also go the other way where they're genetically altering our food and creating more of these foods that are not highly nutritious for us i know that personally how this can that this aspect can actually bring into people's awareness about how they're purchasing food um i've been guilty to this i purchased food that has gone bad like and even though it was a tomato or a piece of you know <laughs> a piece of uh, fruit it still makes me feel upset that i didn't end up using it and it went bad so <clears throat> i started being more conscientious of how many like fruits and vegetables how much i actually need to purchase at once and this has first saved me money which is energy of taurus but second made me feel better about my values how i am putting in my contribution to the world where i'm not overly buying things that i'm not going to consume just to you know throw them away so the no judgment here i i we all we're not perfect beings and i mean we can't calculate to the t exactly everything we're going to use but the more that you are aware of what's going on and the more that you can kind of um, gauge your actions so it can be closer to that less waste the better right so that's one of the manifestations that i see people are just going to be more concerned about their part in the environment which is great um and with mercury being reprogrammed we have that opportunity to get some brilliant ideas on how we're going to do this and this could even be honestly i kind of feel like a lot of seeds are going to be planted business seeds in regard to these people that have a big calling to change the world but through their efforts of recycling or building you know building communes or inventing something that creates compo compost with their um food or you know something in regard to education because both mercury and the sun and uranus are uh, connectors of the mind and education and learning um and comprehending what you're learning so um i don't 
think it's a bad thing. I think that whoever gets aspected by this Kazemi at 16 degree when the sun and Mercury meet, and this is going to be shortly after the eclipse, they're going to get these epiphanies and you might not see the results now, but what you are going to see is you're going to take efforts to make this happen. And this is happening because after we have this, um, all these aspects, um, after the eclipse, the lunar eclipse, the moon leaves or ends the day on the 8th with an aspect to Pluto, which is the master on transmuting and transformation. So something about our awareness and our mind is going to be transformed Another thing Mars is doing that day, it is triggering the midpoint of Jupiter and Neptune by a square. And squares to Jupiter, they're pretty, they're actually more positive than squares to any planet, but now we're involving Mars, which is quite erratic. So it can really expand the energy to go whatever way. And then we involve the Neptune, which is quite confusing. Neptune is very boundless and, you know, can can actually take you through a maze and not be able to find the way out. Um, Mars is just showing how he's very confused and has too many directions, like too many options, because that's also Jupiter having abundance of or um, wanting everything and this is where we have to kind of tailor and really narrow down what we want to work on. I've, I've also had a lot of followers that reached out to me and wanted to manifest and they got a little bit upset with my answer about manifesting and setting intentions. Um, I'm a fan of doing that, but I feel like we have other lunations. We have literally 11 lunations for new moons or sometimes 12 in a year and sometimes we have 13 right so we have opportunities to manifest in other lunations but somehow something about the eclipse they you know it kind of pushes us to want to manifest because we're in that tipping point where we're like you know i I had enough of this (laughs) i want to change it but it's really a point to release now follow your intuition i'm a big fan of that you do what you feel is appropriate who am i to tell you don't manifest when your whole body's saying do it do it but i generally don't what i how i manifest is i rather release to make room for new things and that's still a form of manifesting because we have to make room for new things we have to get rid of the old so we can invite the new and if you do a really great job of getting rid of old things that are no longer aligned to you, no longer aligned to your beliefs, to the way of life that you're um, running, like how you're running your life, how you experience your life, what you want to surround yourself with, then you, by you releasing all this, you open opportunities to become more in alignment with the things that you do value, that you do want, that you want to experience. So we have to make room for that, right? We have to no longer walk that path. So this moon trying Pluto is making it possible for us 
it's still quite intense I mean anything with Pluto is just like it brings a release or a relief of some sort but it's still going to be with intensity or like whoa that day was just crazy so (laughs) be ready for that Um, take it very easy on this eclipse be very careful with operating machinery be very careful with going to places where there's big crowds because some people are going to be extremely agitated with this energy and they're going to be reactive and you don't want to witness that so try to stay away from crowds also make sure you back up all your electronics because um, the energy of gemini and then we're combining uranus and uranus is the main ruler of the connectivity of the internet so we might see some issues there um, on a personal level, a global level, I could either even see things being faulty or shutting down. I mean, it's happening on the U.S. election day, so I'm hoping that it doesn't affect any of the sites where, you know, they're, all of a sudden there's no electricity or things like that. Because, again, technology can be an advancement and a blessing, but it can also be um, a double-edged sword, right? That's when <laughs> the the mighty pen and paper... <laughs> could have uh, could have assisted so either way um and then we go to wednesday where we have the sun make a opposition to uranus so now you see like the the sun was the last planet that needed to make that opposition from that point of the solar eclipse to now the lunar eclipse and it's completing that cycle so uranus is again touching base with the sun and bringing in that inspiration it's a very very highly charged week with a lot of nervous energy so remember to ground the earth has a natural electricity that uh, both negative and positive that help us recenter ourselves and one of the remedies that i found that are very useful for me is grounding and drinking a glass of water at the same time so i do this especially when i have way more like anxious energy in my body and it's really not explained with anything you don't know why you're anxious you don't know why something's missing or you you just kind of feel a little off it's time to get all this excess energy out get a glass of water go walk barefoot or just stand on grass barefoot or dirt whatever and try not to use concrete anything man-made just go natural um, because it flows through through those surfaces, especially not plastic. Remove your your shoes, so it can flow through that and ground. So um, that day on Wednesday, that's the f- first aspect that we have is the sun opposing Uranus, and then we have the moon forming a sextile to Jupiter, which I thought that was very beautiful. Um, we then have. Um, Mercury at the end of the day on the 9th make a square to Saturn and Saturn has been holding us accountable he's the one that's been in participation with that t-square that the planets in Scorpio and in Taurus formed during the eclipse Saturn was the main focus and he's keeping us accountable we got the revelation we got the answer we know what we're supposed to do what we're supposed to release and here is Saturn like the you know great father so what are we doing what's the agenda are we doing that and there it's keeping you accountable but it's maybe felt like it's too soon but just go with it um mercury is the first one that's going to make that square 
and then from there we have the rest of the planets that follow but the next day on the 10th we have the moon making a trine to saturn so this is more positive because again holding you accountable and the moon is one of the participants in this lunar eclipse so it's very important on the communication it makes after right so as a, at this point the moon is also working in collaboration with saturn to ground our intentions to set a foot a more solid foundation towards changing something in the energy of aquarius evolving something evolving our soul if if you don't evolve materially you're definitely evolving spiritually i actually feel that this aspect or this um eclipse is going to bring a massive amount of people into the spiritual community it's like a big awakening a big awakener and people are going to see things from a different perspective all, like all of a sudden like a big epiphany i could call it the big epiphany <laughs> and because of this they're going to get into the metaphysical they're going to get into the esoteric they're going to get into astrology they're going to see that there's way more meaning not just in material satisfaction but also spiritual and um, emotional satisfaction so we're having that moon kind of concrete its aspect with saturn like the moon's like tag team we got this right <laughs> so and that's when the moon goes into the sign of gemini which is on the 10th the moon's already in gemini at that point and that same day we also have the moon forming a sextile to chiron we have venus in scorpio making a trine to neptune so it's actually quite nice this is actually a week that you want to look to see what your dreams are telling you because your dreams are going to be omens your dreams are going to tell you messages so you want to start as of now if you hear this today on monday the podcast today start writing down what you dreamt first thing when you wake up because they can be they can be messages and um focus on more messages of like your evolution of the soul like your life purpose try not to focus on oh this is going to be disastrous or this bad thing's going to happen to me or a loved one no look at messages that give you maybe ideas and direction on how you can walk towards and live your life purpose like be more aligned to that especially if you don't feel like you have a lot of meaning in your life if you have a lot of meaning in your life then you're definitely going to get those messages that keep on telling you keep going keep going towards this direction so on friday the 11th we have the sun that now squares saturn and then from there we have the moon squaring uh, neptune and we also have the moon squaring mars and we have the moon squaring jupiter so friday is a little bit tougher the energy is not as easy um and that's where you get tested right are you really following through with what you said you did you got the idea you got the epiphany you made up a little plan you felt motivated to go towards it and then you're like ooh, second guessing and that's the second guessing moment it's going to be around friday just remember it this too shall pass it's not going to last too long uh, but the moon is also triggering that midpoint where mars during the eclipse was 
bringing in both the energy as a conjunction of Jupiter and Neptune together. So the, the moon now triggering that point is really pushing us to follow our intuition because you're going to doubt it. This is an aspect that doubts the intuition and doubts the flexibility in you following the hunches you get. So make sure that you're not too reactive to your intuition and 100% concrete to it, but that you do contemplate the possibility of either your intuition being off or your intuition being correct. And when you use that logic, um, you'll see that you're going to come to easier conclusion on what is true and what is not so true. Uh, if at all, I would avoid any major decisions during this time because, again, the energy is just quite crazy. Then from there, we have um, on the 12th of, of this week, we have Mercury trining Neptune, which whenever Mercury and Neptune trine, it's quite fantastic. It's very positive for creative expression like writing poetry, writing music, um, also creating things with your hands, like crafting, but through inspiration, like through a lens of love. So I, I love it. I love when Mercury and Nept Neptune are in a positive aspect. It also is connected to um, intuition and psychic impressions and things like that so you might get way more clarity after right you you set that intention like please don't confuse me now by the 12th you start getting way more clarity so we have the moon in cancer at this point and it's squaring chiron and it's also sextiling the north node so again this this day being quite beneficial to the trajectory towards your evolution towards what it is that you want to take care of and this is when the wanting first um third quarter moon um at 222 five degrees in cancer is formed and it's leaving that full moon phase now now it's dwindling and wanting and this is when you want to do that transmutation ritual I posted this on my IG where you get a red candle, a piece of paper, pen, and you write down what you're releasing. You also write down the lesson that you learned. And then from there, you close it with gratitude. And then you burn it and you want to get rid of the ashes and also any excess wax from the candle outside and your outside trash so again not manifesting is just releasing and you set the intention that this is for the highest good of all and really taking into perspective on the lesson is very important because we can say oh i release fear from my life i release oppression for my life um there has to be a lesson there or you still continue to attract these scenarios into your life so you need to know how you got there why you got there and how you're not going to do that again to continue to be there very very deep introspective exercise but simple to do so you can do it then you can do it from the eclipse all the way up to then 
And then on Sunday, the 13th, we have the moon in Cancer making a sextile to Uranus, which remember before it was making a conjunction. So now it's forming a sextile, which is like the crescent, the crescent birth to it. And then we have the moon making a trine to the sun. Again, very supportive. We have the moon making a trine to Neptune. We have the moon making a trine to Mercury. We have the moon making an opposition to Pluto. That puts a little damper on things because an opposition is tough. But um, the, it just checking on you. Are you doing what you're supposed to do? Because remember, the moon made a trine to Pluto right after that day of the eclipse. Now it's making that opposition. It's checking in. And if you haven't checked in, Pluto's pushing you. Pluto's going to give you inner power from within so then you can do it. So it's going to feel a little bit heavier because now you're getting pushed. And that same day, we also have the moon making a trine to Venus. And that's the last closing aspect, I mean, for the week. So lots of things going on. If you want to know how this is going to affect you, don't forget to catch me live on IG. I'm going to go through all the zodiac signs and let you know the areas of life where you're finding this big transformation and revelation. And lastly, the crystal that you should be working with this week is Moldavite. First, this stone is out of this world and Uranus is out of this world. Secondly, it's the stone of rapid and powerful spiritual transformation, which is all Scorpio. That is what Scorpio is all about. It brings tremendous changes both in the physical and the spiritual level. And it trajects your life towards being in alignment with your spiritual evolution, meaning you find more meaning in life, not just material meaning, but meaning on the beauty around you, your purpose, and the good that you could do. Moldavite is also known to not just affect you spiritually, but it can bring radical, positive, life-changing events in career, relationships, your health, your diet your personal goals, as well as inner awakenings. It's connected to prophetic dreams and visions of your true destiny. If I were to describe this eclipse with a crystal, it would be Moldavite all the way. Thank you so much for being here. If you liked this podcast, don't forget to give me five stars. If you are catching this on YouTube, I appreciate your energetic support. Subscribe, comment, follow. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And I would like to wish you a beautiful lunar eclipse. And I will see you all next week. Thank you so much. Love and light.